Hello. Welcome to the Europeanians football show with me, Jack Brooks, and my good friend, Marcus Savage, as we enter a new country for a new episode. And this week, we find ourselves in our United Kingdom as we go north and travel to the Scottish Premier League. Marcus, how are you on this fine recording evening? Yeah, I am very well. Thank you, mate. I was going to try and do a Scottish accent, but realised that would probably be offensive. Yes, I agree. So I've decided not to. And my, my impressions are bad as they are. So no, I'm not going to try a Scottish accent. But no, mate, very, very good. How are you? Very good. Thank you. Likewise, if I, the only time I can do a Scottish accent is if I swear. I don't know if that, okay, they're probably, you know, maybe that's offensive, but I've been, I feel like I can do, if I, you ask me to do like a sentence about shopping, I couldn't do it, but ask me to say a particular word, you know, a naughty word, I think I could be, become Scottish. Yeah. Well, the issue is, as soon as you say a naughty word, I have to press, I have to, when I, this out i have to press the explicit button <laughs> spotify and i've got no idea what that does <laughs> well i don't want to risk it yeah no absolutely so listen scottish premier league let's dive straight in and discuss um first thing i want to discuss and there's a couple of stats i can throw out here in terms of everyone knows especially now rangers are back as the holders after the troubles that they've had how dominant Rangers and Celtic are in this country um, and there's a you know there's a debate that's been long it's been a long debate for ages about Rangers and Celtic could they play in the Premier League should it become a 22 team division or something like that would it be good would it ruin Scottish football would Scottish football become like the Irish and the Welsh leagues and really sort of, you know not not the greatest standards but First time I'm going to throw at you, Marcus, is since England won the World Cup, which I believe is 55 years ago, there has only been four years where Rangers or Celtic haven't won that title. Wow. Which include three Aberdeens, and I believe Alex Ferguson was, uh, you know, in, in charge of some of those, definitely. And I think it was either a Dundee or a Dundee United 51 out of the last 55 have gone to Rangers or Celtic. Well, Rangers are actually the most successful club in Europe. If you look at trophies won. Is that right? Yeah. That's interesting. And Celtic probably won't be far behind. No. To, to my knowledge, I, I've, I've heard Rangers are on 55 titles and Celtic are on 51, which is frightening. Now... In terms of competition, it's almost like you know at the start of the year it's going to be Rangers or Celtic. Who's it going to be? What's the point for the other ones? But the competitiveness between those two clubs is as good as is a fixture. It's as good as any in the world, I think. And here's one for you because I've if so, someone asks me a question, like we get asked a lot, or I've been asked a lot, is who do you think is the biggest rivalry in world football? And in terms of top three, I think Celtic and Rangers make it. Oh, 100%. 100%. It's because of the, it's just because of the, well, I, don't, I think a lot of, well, we've, we've done, a, we've had a few chats about rivalries, haven't we? So we had one last, we had one last week with Russia about it, it was the fact that it was the, the different classes competing against each other. We've just had, you just have rivalries based on locality. But this stems from a, like a, a religious 
a religious standpoint, doesn't it? Well, yeah. Well, it has stemmed from that. So yeah. Uh, in terms of world football, I think River Plate Boca Juniors has to be bang up there. Um, there's Turkey, big one, isn't there? Is it? Is it Galatasaray Fenerbahce? Or... Yeah, I think so. Or is it um, Fenerbahce Besiktas? I think. Either either way, it's uh, nuts. And then obviously El Clasico. I think I'd put the Scottish, the old firm ahead of that. Manchester United, Liverpool. I think I'd put hey, what the about, firm above that. What, what is it? The M? Is it the A3 derby? Is it in Palace? For some reason, they the beat each other. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, Not a mad, I would say, but I just don't get it. Newcastle, Sunderland hate each other. Arsenal, Tottenham, but I just don't think they come close. I think River Plate and Boca might just edge it as number one. It's the the the, the most aggressive, fierce rivalries. But Celtic and Rangers, it's an incredible fixture. Like, if I'm being honest, my I don't watch generally too much Scottish football, but I will never miss an old firm. No, no, I agree. I think well, it's just, it's the same. I think it's just because of the Scottish fans as well. So the Sir Alex Ferguson was saying one of the, his hit the best atmosphere that he heard was at a Scotland-England game. Yeah. And in Scotland. Anyone who's ever played for Celtic or Rangers will just tell you that nothing compares to that, yeah. which, you know, Scottish fans are absolutely brilliant. Um, I suppose as the, as time has gone on and with European football and prize money, et cetera, that's been the difference, isn't it? That's where Scottish football has sort of fell away because in the nineties and eighties, the Scottish teams could compete with the best of them in Europe where finances. I've got, I've got a good, yeah, I've got a good little story, little nugget of knowledge as we did last week, good little nugget, nugget of knowledge for later on in the trivia quiz. But yeah, back in, back in the late eighties, they like it wasn't just Celtic and it wasn't just Celtic and Rangers. There was another team. I'm not going to say that competed at a high level in Europe as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, now listen, we're both we're both coming up with a bit of trivia for each other today, aren't we? So I'm going down the route of I'm going to give you similar questions to what we have in the past, some players that are Scottish that have played in the Premier League, and you're going to come at me with something a bit different. So I'm happy to kick off here. What hey, I've got. You go. What I've got for you, Marcus, and don't let the, the listeners down, is the, I'll do, take it one at a time, but the six highest Premier League appearances from Scottish players in, in Premier League history. So question number one, and this is the sixth highest, with 276 Premier League appearances, his clubs were Liverpool, Leeds and Blackburn. One point if you can get Liverpool. it off that. Half a point if you need his initials. Liverpool, Leeds, Blackburn, Scottish. Definitely not 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 my baby baby years, but my early years in football would be your your baby years. I would have thought that'd be. Struggles in you. (laughs) Do you know anyone Scottish? I do know anyone. I do know a few Scottish players. Trying to think, is it old? Is it Kenny? No. That's initials before, for half a point. Initials are D M. D M. D M for donkey margarine. Donkey margarine. Thank you. 
Is it? Oh, is it Dominic? Yes, Marcus. Oh, I know him. Is he bold? He is bold. Yeah, Very Dominic bold. Mateo. Yeah. Well done, Marcus. I know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know him personally. I, I tell you what, I had not even heard of that player until about three weeks ago, and I watched Premier League gears, and then I really? Premier League gears, and he just kept playing, and I was like, "Who is this guy? <laughs> Real invisible Scottish player." Like I, <laughs> I, yeah, strange one, but yes, Dominic Matteo. Fun fact for you, I think he was recently on Who Do You Think You Are? As a wow. fun fact. Yeah, yeah so don't say that. don't say that I don't I don't say that I don't have any free time, even though I can watch lots of Premier League years and who do you think you are? Yeah, well played. Well, I'll give you half a point for that. You got it on the initial. So the next one has played 292 Premier League games. I he has represented Scotland 13 times. I believe he's English. I think he's English. Either way, here are his clubs: Manchester United, Aston Villa, Sunderland, Stoke. And Burnley, where he is currently. Uh, mm. Darren, Darren Gibson. Did he play? I think he's Irish, isn't he? Oh, oh yeah, it's bad. Does he have a position? Yes, a fullback. Is he a fullback? Give me. Is there those his clubs in order? Yes, chronological. Uh, where did you say? Where did you say he currently was? Burnley. Burnley. Burnley right back. Mm. It's not... I don't want to ask for his initials because this is the only Burnley fullback I can actually remember, so if it's not him. But this guy isn't Scottish. Go on. Is it Phil Bardsley? It is Phil Bardsley. He's not Scottish. Is it's it? it. Wikipedia says he's... That guy's Wikipedia, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I, 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 who am I to argue Wikipedia? Yeah. But, what, are you telling me Phil Barsley? 13 Scotland caps. <laughs> Did you even know you played for Scotland before you uh, came out of that? No. No, me neither. No. That one slipped my mind. Even, yeah, I, I don't even think even on like a football manager game or a FIFA game, I can't remember seeing a Scottish flag next to his name. I can't remember Phil Barsley being Scottish. No, either way. There we go. Hey, who are we to argue Wikipedia? Listen, half of the United Kingdom squads these days aren't born in that country. Is that um, right? Was it Ryan Fraser? He's never, not Ryan Fraser. Um, Matt Ritchie. Matt Ritchie. Never. Yeah. Or now he's playing for Scotland. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, tough one that one. Now this one, the next four are absolute Scottish, I believe. Yeah. Three hundred and eleven Premier League games for just Middlesbrough and West Bromwich Albion midfielder. Middlesbrough and West Brom midfielder. Yes. Oh, is he a central midfielder? He is, yes. He can play on broken strings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James Morrison. <laughs> you can't feel anything. <laughs> yeah, we've met James Morrison. I've met James Morrison at the Belfry, playing a bit of golf. What's the figure of the player? Uh, the player. Is he any good at golf? I didn't meet him on the golf course, just in the uh, the restaurant afterwards. Oh, Everyone, I mean, there's about eight of us lads on a golfing break just staring at him from the table right next to us. I think he felt very uncomfortable. I think he was with his wife, just wanted to enjoy a nice time. And he had eight blokes just staring at him like, oh, James Morrison. Anyway, moving on. That is, uh, I'll give you a point for that, a whole point. 319. This one is the one I think you might struggle with because maybe it's just a bit, bit before your time. 
having said that, me and certainly Joel will know this one. Coventry and Southampton. Coventry and Southampton. You're going to have to give me more than that. Uh, a right back come right midfielder. A right back come right midfielder. Yeah, anywhere down the right. Probably. No, right I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, mate. That is, I haven't, apparently, I haven't watched all of my Premier League years by the sounds of it. No. So this guy, I want to say he played for Saints in the 2003 FA Cup final. He's certainly in and around that squad. Anyway, Joel will be screaming if listening. Paul Telfer. I have never heard of Paul Telfer. Is that really? Is that just me showing my A's? Yes. Right. So, in order to play for Coventry in the Premier League, you're looking at early to mid 90s anyway, aren't you? When yeah. he was at Saints, in and around that era, he was probably 33 ish. Don't think he would have had too much. He was, he was extremely fit, to be fair to him, run all day, but just a. Yeah, 319 appearances is a great effort. Third most yeah. appeared Scottish player. Anyway, here's the second most. 325 appearances for Leeds, Coventry and Liverpool. Recurring theme here, lots of those three teams. Leeds, Co- yeah. Leeds Coventry and Liverpool. Do they, who, did, this, did this player have a certain club that he preferred to be at? Oh, it's a tough one. I would argue... I would argue that you saw the very best of him at Liverpool at the end of his career. Like when, uh, when would that part of his career have been? Gerard Houllier. Gerard Houllier. So he's playing with the likes of Danny Murphy and yeah, players like that. Yeah, I believe I believe Houllier got him on a free from Coventry when he was about thirty-five or something, and then they won the Europa League. And I think he got man of the match in that final. He's just classy, set midfielder, very intelligent. There's a he scored a goal. At, I think it was Goodison Park, a free kick from about oh miles out, where he just think he's about to put an indirect one. He catches a goalkeeper out. Julier's face is a picture. Oh, is it the? Is he currently coaching at Rangers at the moment? He is. Yes. He is. Is it Gary McAllister? Well done, Marcus. That was only once again through watching a bit of Sky Sports News. So, yeah, very famous. But obviously, you you would have missed the boat on that, wouldn't you? Because I suppose even at his end of his career, you're you're talking seven, eight, nine years of age, I guess. Yeah. Um, Could I have a guess at the final one? Yes, you can. Did this player play for Manchester United? Yes, he did. Is it Darren Fletcher? Yes, it is. Well done. 341. But who was his other club? Sunderland. No. Oak. No. I mean... Yeah, it was. It, no, there was definitely... It, it definitely was another club. Um, and that's why I've missed out that he's played. Darren Fletcher's definitely that's, played. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. He has played for Stoke, but he played more games for another club before that. God, where would they have signed him from? What, English club? The Man United first. He yeah. had one season at Stoke before in the Prem, before they got relegated. He had three... Premier League seasons, another you know another Premier League team. What, right season. after, what, right after United, after. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, uh, three years played. By the look at it again quickly on his Wikipedia, for the second and third year he played every single Premier League game. Absolutely really? mainstay. Is this one of those things you're going to absolutely kick yourself when you find out? Uh, probably. Yes, he played for played for United, played for Stoke, and in between. 
three mainstay seasons at? Play for, play for United. Play for probably, probably played. Ah, uh, I know. Is it West Brom? It is West Brom. I was thinking it's got to be a team that's been up and down there a few times. If he's going to and from relegated, it's getting a bit relegated. He yeah, stay up in all seasons, though, didn't he? With West Brom. I yeah, think. Tony Pulis manager. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely then. What a player manager combination that is as well. Darren, Darren Fletcher probably touched it five times a game playing for Pulis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But there you go. Well done, mate. You it's did all right there. Cheers. Hey, thanks. It's better than I thought I'd do. He's uh, that's an interesting dynamic, isn't it? Going from Sarah Alex Ferguson to Tony Pulis. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wonder how much different it would be, mind, because Man United have done Darren Fletcher. Although the quality of play would be different, you generally, for a lot of the time, four four two wide cross play, isn't it? They went four three three for a bit um, with like Tevez and, and Ronaldo and Rooney, but. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're going from you're going from Rio Ferdinand and Vidic to it was it Jonas Olsen? He would have been centre half at the time, wouldn't he? Yeah, bit of Liam Ridgewell maybe as well, and then yeah, and then maybe probably had that year where Serge Gnabry was on loan and Pulis wouldn't have him, so sent him back to Arsenal, and then there you go. Famous, famous. Mm. Good questions, mate. Good questions. Thank you, Marco. Then I've put in some of the countries that we've been in, so I will sleep a happy man tonight. But anyway. So I've got some trivia for you. These are multiple choice. Okay, these and this this is this is Scottish football trivia, but no players involved. Just more of a more of a, a multiple choice trivia sport. Right. So, which Scottish? Which of these uh, Scottish Premier clubs have never won the Scottish Prem or a League Cup? Ross County, Livingston, Hamilton Academical, or Saint Mirren? Oh, I got to choose. There's, there's one out. One out of those four is the correct yes. answer. Ross County, Livingston, Hamilton, Saint Mirren, Livingston. Incorrect. Get Blue, out. It's Hamilton Academical. That will be my next choice. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> How many Scottish Premier League teams have the name City in their name? In, one, in the in the score in the SPL. Yeah. Uh, uh, is there any? It's ticking. I don't think there's any. Zero. Three. Hold on. City, someone's city in the SPL. Yeah. In the actual Premier League. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're one of us is about to look stupid here. I am not checking until after the recording. I don't think we have time. But I think once again, I. I also think, thinking of it now, I don't know how it's three, but it's part of my research. Celtic hold the record for the most consecutive appearances in a League Cup final with how many? Four, seven, ten, or fourteen? I don't think it'll be the first two. I think it'll be more than that. I'll say ten. Ten, fourteen. Oh, go away. I was going to say there that. There you go. There you go. Imagine that. Fourteen years in the League Cup final. City are going to do that. Someone's, around. That is someone's playing career. Someone yeah. Gets, you, get signed, you get signed at, yeah, if you, let's say, yeah, you get signed at, I don't know, 2019, 20. That's been players playing his career. You, every year, if you play for Celtic, you're guaranteed to be in a League Cup final. Don't mean to be picky at this, but your previous question to this, I can think of Brecon City, Algin City, which are clearly not Scottish Premier League teams, but 
there's only 12 in the Premier League and none of them are City, mate. This has got to be a Scottish... It could be which are cities, but I may have sort of... <laughs> but what's... Hey, <laughs> we'll come back to it. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. We'll come back to that later. Okay. Um, give me the three English clubs that James McFadden has played for. Everton. Yeah. Everton. Everton. He, did he go to Fulham? Fulham is not on there. Everton. Oh, Everton. McFadden. James McFadden. Love you. Oh, come on, Jack. James McFadden. Why am I struggling with this? It's uh, but right, but Birmingham, Everton, yes. Birmingham. Yeah. Who is this last one? I mean, did he have a crappy? Did he have a bad loan spell somewhere? I don't know if it's a loan spell. McFadden. No, I, I don't know, but I will guess at West Ham. If it's in a red kit, if that triggers any memories. Sunderland. Yes. McFadden played for Sunderland. Sunderland, yes. James McFadden has played for Birmingham, Sunderland and Everton. Oh. No, go. I can't remember him at Sunderland. No? No. But I, I'll, I'll uh, back you that it's correct. Fair enough. Yeah? Well, it is. All my questions are right. <laughs> uh, how far apart are Dundee and Dundee United grounds? Oh, it's a stone's throw. Is that, is that the correct I'll answer? Give you, if, I'll give you the yeah, stone throw. Is, I don't know how you quantify a stone throw, but <laughs> it's 0.2, 0.5, 4, or 12 miles. I only go 0.2 miles. Correct. Yeah, it's yeah. 0.2 miles. That's a stone throw. It literally is a stone throw. Actually, a stone's kick, I would say, <laughs> how, how strong your legs are. <laughs> Not very. Who is the highest scoring Scot in the English Premier League? Oh. Uh, this I, one will come as no shock. Could be a. Oh, I was going to say could could be a, a dive in here. But I'll say Duncan Ferguson. Correct. Oh, it's good. Duncan Ferguson. Um, Dun by, by twelve. Could you give me? And now this is tricky. Could you give me? So could you give me any of the top ten? Could you like? Because some of these people are quite are quite out there. I say That's quite out. me. My knowledge isn't great, but try and come up with the top. 10, you've got Duncan Ferguson, you've got nine left. That's ridiculously on the spot there with no prior warning. That's that's really hard. Uh, you, just, just name, you could get a few of these. Would Would McFadden be on the list? McFadden is not on the list, no. Wow, okay. Um, Marcus, you've stitched me right. right I've not here. stitched you on one of those broken strings. So James McFadden is not, but James Morrison is, McFadden. yeah? James Morrison's with 32, yeah. No, I think unless I think I would need initials to be honest. Otherwise, okay, okay, hey, go on then. Um, uh, well, I'll, I'll read them out to you because I don't. I think with initials you'd be struggling. So Gary McAllister's on there. With mm. in order, you got Duncan Ferguson, sixty-eight, Kevin Gallagher, fifty-six, Stephen Fletcher, fifty-three, Gary McAllister, forty-nine, Don Hutchinson, thirty-seven, Paul Dickoff, thirty-six, John Spencer. I don't know who John Spencer is. John Spencer. <laughs> 36. Your favourite player, Charlie Adam, still playing, by the way, in our respective league, 33. Mm -hmm. James Morrison, 32. And last one, I'll give you, I'll let you guess this one, RS, wide midfielder. Rudy Scatchell. Not Rudy Scatchell. Wonderful. 
wand of a left foot. Rudy Scatter had a wand, wand of a left foot. foot. Did he? Do you know what? My head is so shocked by this poor question at such a late stage. I've got absolutely nothing kind of to me. <laughs> Robert Snodgrass. Get out. That's a, by the way, that's a disgusting question to throw on a man. Huh? Oh, well, I'm going to be honest. I would take it as a compliment because you've actually, you actually do quite well at these quizzes. Yeah. You do quite well. Sorry, if you don't, be, be worse then. I'd take yeah. an absolute compliment. Uh, okay. Okay, I'm oh, going to ask you a next one if it's not too much trouble for you. <laughs> Is your head all right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, are you, are you okay? Are you going to... Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What two Scottish players have won the Champions League? Paul Lambert. Yep. Uh, Andy Robertson. No. Well, yes, actually, this is an outdated quiz. Don't say <laughs> no. <laughs> <Get out. laughs> There's three. There is three. Uh, Andy Robertson, yes. Oh, Paul Lambert did it with Dortmund. Um, oh, come on, this one's probably the easiest. Darren Fletcher. Correct, yes. Get in. Yeah, Andy Robertson was a... Got the tough one first. Bit of a curveball. So your head is working, mate. Don't put yourself down. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Put yourself down. Hopefully, is your head back now? No, no, no that was just a oh. question that I just happened. There's just an easier question. Oh. Fair enough. Well, as I said before, we were going to talk about a successful Scottish team in the late 80s. Now, which Scottish team beat Real Madrid in a European final? Aberdeen. It is Aberdeen, yes. I was going to give you the give you the answers but you didn't need it Celtic, Aberdeen, Rangers or Hearts it was Aberdeen do you know the cup it was in? it's a no longer a cup I think Gary Lineker won this cup not like the inter have you ever heard of it? the European Cup Winners Cup I think we're showing our age here yeah yeah, yep, yeah yep. the European they won 2-1 so this was in a good Real Madrid team so being managed by the great Alfredo Di Stefano with players like Camacho yeah. and they were absolutely Absolute clear favourites. I think with the Ajax in the in the game before, but they came up against a certain manager who had gone to make a name for himself. I think you said him already. Yep. Yeah. Sir Alex. It is Sir Alex Ferguson with a young Aberdeen side as well, with the likes of Gordon Strachan and Alex McLeish on the pitch. Yeah. Put them one nil up after seven minutes, and Juanito equalised seven minutes later with a penalty. Absolute dead game. I have watched the highlights. It was not fun to watch. And the game. <laughs> The time where the sub John Hewitt, don't know if he made a name for himself afterwards, came off the bench and scored in extra time. And I think to this date are the only team to beat Real Madrid in a European final. I think. Really? Unless you could think of another one. Well, no, no. No, but I think no. they're the, think they're they're famously the only team, still the only team to beat Real Madrid in a European final. Wow. Oh, there's a little nugget, nugget of knowledge for you. If you're ever wondering about that Aberdeen game back in, I think it was 87. There you go. That is incredible. There you go. I think we both did pretty well on those quizzes. I'm happy with that, mate. Yeah, you lost your head a bit, but it was an emotional <laughs> trip, wasn't it? It has been emotional. It's been, yeah. yeah, it's been a long day and the questions thrown upon me just, just threw me out. Uh, listen... Would you like to talk about the game you took in? So, you, well, you've gone for uh, one of 
the old firm. No, I'm, I've actually gone away and just come. I'm going down a different route today. But should we start with you? You've gone Celtic. Yeah. So I, I think that I, I know we do always when we go to these countries step away from the big teams in the big leagues. If we do ever find ourselves in a bigger league, um, certainly in Scotland. But I think there are players and there are Scottish players that I don't think are spoken about enough that I don't think are actually... So this player here, I'm going to be honest, and I don't know if it's me because I do not follow Scottish football at all. Okay, yep. I, watch, watch, I may have caught something on Sky Sports News the occasional time, but that is it. So I'm going to be looking at David Turnbull. Mm-hmm. You said that was obvious, didn't you, when I messaged you about it? Yep. Yeah. Now, to me, before that, I at Cards on the Table never heard of David Turnbull. Okay. So that's, that's just me. Obviously, I think... You, you'll probably follow that a bit more than I do, but never heard. But I'm very glad that I have gone to Celtic. I'm very glad that I have found this player because he is Premier League standard. When I say Premier League, English Premier League standard. Yeah. Um, what have you seen of him so far? Goal scoring centre midfielder is yeah. what I've taken away from him. Clever, good, good off the ball runs, good technique. Um, career stalled, you know. I love the phrase burst onto the scene, but really did burst onto the scene with Motherwell and then for different factors, hardly played a game for two years um, and career right back on track and flying better than ever at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Well, to be honest, I think, so I think you've, you've pretty much hit the nail on the head. It's like you're reading off my notes. Like he is incredible. He is so intelligent. He is a goal scoring centre midfielder, which I think, playing in a three has really helped him um because i think he doesn't have to do it defensively is okay doesn't have to do the defensive work really um but he's on all the set pieces like if you're looking for a technical center midfielder you've certainly found one in david turnbull he's on he takes every free kick takes corners from both sides Mm. footed unfortunately i still want to find a player was it uh santi Yes, Santi, who could do corners with both both feet. That man can do anything. That man can do anything. Um, but yeah, so he's now got one or two choices. And I'll put this question to you and I'll put it to our listeners. Would you rather, because I think they have found the next Celtic leader, by the way. Um, would you rather be a club hero for Celtic? And like you said, you're playing all the old firms. You'll probably get a statue at the end of it. You will be like one of those, one of the Scottish players who are hailed as... Well, one of the Celtic players were hailed as a Celtic legend. Mm. Or do you go to the Prem and see if you can be better? Or do you see if you could compete in the English Premier League? Because I think I'm one of those who think Rangers and Celtic can compete in the English Prem. Absolutely. But as we know, I think that it's the English Prem is a step up. So would you rather be a club legend for Celtic or would you go to the Prem and see if you could be better? Uh, if you depends how long you if you've experienced Celtic for two three years I think you want to push yourself you wouldn't look back with regrets I don't think if you stayed your whole career at Celtic but in terms of like you know getting yourself to the the best you can be the Scottish Premier League I believe is the ninth or tenth highest ranked league in in Europe whereas obviously the Premier League is absolutely number one so would you rather be coming up against De Bruyne in set midfield or would you rather be coming against Charlie Adam of Dundee? I love Charlie Adam, by the way, but Charlie Adam is, you know, um, 
in second last Dundee United at the moment. And who would you rather test yourself against, you know? Absolutely. I think what, what did we watch that Charlie we watched that game together, didn't we? That's right. Last game I saw of Charlie Adam, I actually watched it around Jules and he was uh yeah. He's a bit off, seemed off the pace, but I think that was early on in the season. So I'm like and, and then you give him the ball and he still got a wand and it's no yeah. problem. You give him half half a yard and Charlie will hurt you. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, this I think his his story's gonna be, his story's gonna conclude with playing in the Premier League. I think he has got a fair few Premier League clubs after him. He actually there was almost went to Aston Villa in the summer. Yeah. So yeah, so have a guess at what Aston Villa what tried to get get him for. Uh, oh, I would say some ten to fifteen region. 10 to 15. Uh, to be fair, I think it should have been around 10. It was actually a 7, which is why I think he didn't go. Okay. Uh, I think you could ask a bit more. Well, certainly, as of the start of this season, he's Celtic's highest goal scorer so far. Mm. So I think you could ask. I think 10 to 15 seems a, lot more, seems a lot more appropriate. But I think they were th- worried about losing John McGinn. And this was going to be his This was going to be his replacement. But ah. I think he'd fit well in Aston Villa, you know? Agreed. I think they're missing. They've just got, they've just got rid of a... Uh, uh, playmaking midfielder and Jack Grealish. I'm not saying this guy is Jack Grealish, but he's got goals in him. Technically fantastic, and he's a very intelligent player and a leader. I, I was going to say to you, where do you think you, if you've made the Premier League move, is there a club that you can identify him with? And I'm more than happy to go along with Villa. I can see him there. Absolutely. Well, where else? He's got, if you're a ball playing centre midfielder, I think you play him. You play. You don't play him one of the bottom teams. I feel. Oh yeah, well, off the top of my head, I, I I'm struggling to find a, a better fit. Maybe Palace. Yeah, Vieira's Palace. Yeah, maybe. But what about still... Wolves? Yeah, a bit counter-attacky. Yeah, well, I I don't think we can beat Villa as a as a no no. I like I like that. And like Dean Villa. Smith, I think he'd do very well. Mm, I would agree with that. Yeah. So that's his, uh, that, that's what I found with him. So. There's, there's not much more I can say. I think we've mentioned a fair few players like David. I don't want to do a disservice to David, but he is a fantastic technical ball-playing centre midfielder. Um, very much, he, well, he kind of is your eight, your ten. Um, he's actually very similar. I'll tell you who I've compared him to. He was a, almost a James Madison type of player. Okay. Both, both playing in the eight and both playing in the ten. Mm. Technical players, got goals in them. They seem to be one of the bigger characters in the team. Think that he's, I think he'll do. I think we'll see a lot more of him. I think if, if he doesn't go to, if he's not in England by next year, I think, or in the in the winter transfer window, as of recording, in October at the moment, I think we'll be, we'll be shocked. Yeah, I think he can play in the Premier League. I also think that um, I actually think on paper there's a lot of talent. There is, wow, there is talent coming out of Scotland at the moment. And in five years' time, maybe less, I think they could have a pretty decent national team. You know, in terms of... I agree. Of, I think they, they have the potential to make two, three major tournaments in a row. Absolutely. I wonder why. Do you think they've, do you think they've probably invested a bit more into Scottish football? I know you, as a country, you go through waves of good and bad. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. yeah, I know someone who um poor, this I know he's he's had involvement here. I don't know how well thought of he is in Scotland, but someone who had a lot to do with the youth of Scotland and the training of Scottish uh, youngsters is Mark Rotter. And I don't know if 
that name ring or bell with you, but it will for a Saints fan because Mark Votta come in at Saints as manager after someone called Jan Portvliet, maybe even before or after him. Either way, it was in the dark days of Southampton after relegation. Money was gone. They had no alternative but to place in youngsters. And um, I can remember reading about both Jan Portvliet and Mark Votta, and it was just like you can expect possession-based football with youngsters, and you're like, oh, yeah, get on board. And it was not that. It was it was bad. But uh, I'm pretty sure he's had quite a big part to play in uh, Scottish youth football. I think Scotland did a very, I think they did a very, put a very good show of themselves in, I think, in the World Cup compared to what I thought they would be like. I quite, I thought Scotland were, I think, just lacking goals, I think, but otherwise they're good against us, aren't they? Of course they, of course they are. They're always going to be good against us. We're always going to, I feel, not play at a certain level. But the atmosphere was, was huge. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so for me this week, I'm taking it down a slightly different path in terms of the players I look for are always uh, quite similar, I think. And I'm not going for one of the old firm teams. I'm going somewhere else and it's a slightly different type of player. So you've given me a number eight slash number 10, a set midfielder. I've also got a set midfielder. And the team I'm looking at um, is Hearts. So Hearts with all of their financial problems last two years ago, went down, players weren't, players weren't paid, um, went into, into the Scottish Championship, come back, and at the time of recording, our joint second in their first season back, they're having a great spell under Robbie Nielsen, who's like a club legend, played there for years, and they're playing 3-4-3, and they can mix it up. They generally do try and get the ball down and play some good stuff. Rangers, Rangers were quite dominant over them, which I guess can be expected, uh, albeit they got a draw out of it. Um, but they're in good form. And I think part of their good form is one of their new signings, who was a couple months ago. And he's only just started to get into the side he come on a sub uh, on the 18th of september since then he started four games in a row they're also playing right now as we're time recording so this is the fifth game in a row he started and that is australian center midfielder cameron devlin 23 years of age just sort of creeps into the the catchment area for us and is uncapped by Australian national team is, 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 is capped for the 23s, went to their Olympics team uh, this summer and he's now playing in Hearts midfield. So there's a two-man midfield in their 3-4-3. Now I must say, out of possession, Cameron Devlin is an absolute machine, Marcus. He tops loads of statistics for uh, possession one, uh, and interceptions per 90 minutes for the whole division at the moment. He gets through so much work. I say looking at him, looks 5'8", five, 5'9", five, not, not a big guy, but looks quite stocky for his small size, covers the ground so well. But what I do like about him as well is out of all the under-23s in the SPL, so he was top for interceptions, he's top for possession adjusted interceptions which essentially means 
it's a, it's a tough metric to, to quantify because if you are in a team that's possession heavy, you will have less chance to make interceptions. So there's a metric which kind of levels the playing ground and he's top of that. Um, he is also, however, I think it was fifth, fifth highest on passes per 90. Now the top four are Celtic players. So you can understand how that is the case. He's the fifth highest for making passes. He's also the third highest for passing accuracy, which is over 90%. So not only is he an incredible ball-winning midfielder, but he doesn't give the ball away. Now, the other side to his game, or the, the statistics will tell you that the passes that he makes aren't really penetrative. But when you play in a 3-4-3, you look for the front three and the wing backs generally to contribute to your creative play. And I, I suppose his job really is to do the best he can to help build the attacks if they get it by playing simple passes, sideways, backwards, wing backs into the tens. And he does keep it, he, he does, you know, keep his game quite simple. But he, I think he's having a big effect on hearts. He's, like I said, he started the last four in a row. They're unbeaten, eight points from the last four. They're playing away at St. Johnson at the time of recording. They're on 72% of the ball after an hour. And uh, no doubt, I would have thought he's making making them tick. Um, so they're quite impressive, you know. They, they play some pretty good stuff. And I would say, behind the big two over the course of the season, I wouldn't be surprised if Hearts end up third or fourth. Really? Yeah. Really? Well, Which so, is, sorry if you said already, whereabouts did you say whereabouts in the midfield? Was he was he midfield? Yeah, centre midfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Centre yeah. midfield in the flat two. So they yeah. got him from Wellington Phoenix in Australia uh, two months ago, which is some find, to be honest with you. Um, great scouting. Great scouting to, to bring him in. Um, the SPL is quite good, I suppose, for being a stepping stone division where they might go and get their their a bigger move somewhere else. Um, maybe that will happen with him. Time will tell. 23, although he's still obviously at a young age in terms of this is the highest level he's played at. He's only just got in the side. But from what I've seen, um, I think it's a matter of time before he's capped for his country. Australia, if you're playing towards the top end of the SBL and you're one of the stronger players, surely that's good enough for an Australian cap. Uh, so keep an eye on him. You know, I, I, I'm not saying he's going to be David Turnbull's level, uh, level whatsoever, but uh, he's having a big effect on hearts. Brilliant. Hey, I, yeah, sounds a, sounds a promising player. I like, I, I like his, the, how he described his build as well. I'm going to describe his build. 5'9", five, five, nine, slightly stocky. Like, like yourself? Uh-huh. Like uh, you. I'd say a bit like, you know, what are you, 5'9"? Five, five, Me? Is that yeah, wind up? Like five nine, are you? Six foot. Oh, okay. That's running exactly what someone. That's exactly what someone under six foot would tell you. Yeah, the trainer's six foot. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> how is your fantasy football, mate? Well, let me tell you. First of all, we need to discuss how we got on in Russia. Yep. And this is how I got on in Russia. I had Ivan Oblyakov of CSK Moscow got one point, did nothing in the game. I had Daniil Kluzevic of Arsenal Tula, one point for a start. Pontus Alvist of Rostov come off the bench to get a midfield clean sheet, two points. Then I had Arsene Zakarian of Moscow, three points for an assist. 
Uh, he got three points. I've worked it out. It's starting yeah, in the six. Three, yeah, yeah, I've got him as three points. Good. Yeah. And finally, Edward Spurzian. I mean, I tried to struggle with that one with Krasnodar. Got a goal and an assist and a start. Sorry, pal. That's 10 points. Well, listen up. Oh, get out. Listen 17, up. by the way. I had Gamid, Gamid Algarov for a UFA. Six. He got six points. Started, scored a penalty. Karin, mm. Dynamo Moscow, three. Uh, as, as in the Tef's way, every time we recommend the next Zidane in Kavak Shelia, uh, once again, I still not figured out how to pronounce him, but had a few people message me, by the way, saying they've had a look at it and they like the look of him. Good. Which, so, which is great to hear because I know we get excited about a lot of players, but this guy was superb. Um, but yeah, Kavat, Kavarat Shelia was one point, no shock, he started and didn't do anything. I had Keen. Uh, centre half or like a right right of a back three for Sofi got one um, so so far I am on 11 so already catching up now Ajuke for CSK mm. goal assist and start good gives him nine mm. so that puts me on 20 my maths is almost let me down there. Twenty. That's, that's, well, the way, yeah. I mean, listen, 20's a great score. You've done well. Uh, Seventeen. I was happy with the way you that's were narrowing the gap. The, narrowing yeah, the way you were bigging up. I didn't think I'd be losing by three. By the way, did you know Barrett Skellier had one disallowed for VAR? He did not. He did. Uh, well, there you go. There you go. I, I expect he probably took it round the whole team. VAR has probably gone. You know what? You're too good for this level. <laughs> Scratch that off. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine so. Oh, poor, poor Kavat Shelia. <laughs> That's a shame. Now, uh, do you know what that does to the overall scores? Obviously, you catch up by three. So yeah, I say you're on 157. I feel I was on 152. So the gap is now two. So the gap is now two. Ooh, right. What to play for? What's that? That's two. What's that? That's a midfield clean sheet, isn't it? <laughs> It's just two starts, Marcus. Now, yeah. do you do you want to? You can start us off here yeah. with Scottish I've got fantasy. Turnbull for Celtic. Mm. Uh, Connor Ronan for Saint Mirren. Uh, Cochran for Hearts. Robson for Dundee, and McGuinness for Hibs. Ah, so you haven't gone to Rangers, did you? Sorry, did you? Do if you have all not gone to Rangers, Rangers, no. Player? Not yes. on the Rangers, no. So late in the day, I decided, and I, I did have Connor Ronan, and then I looked at it and went, I ain't got a Rangers. So I had to, Connor's out. So here's my five. I've gone for Yanis Hadji of Rangers, Kieran Freeman of Dundee United, and Bruce Anderson of Livingston. I'm taking a punt that one of those is going to help me out because Bruce Anderson is a forward for Livingston. Kieran Freeman's a, a defender for Dundee United. So yeah, I'm, so mine was, a, mine was either Robston or... Mine was either Robson or Freeman, and I've gone for Robson. I actually wrote it down, scribbled it out, and wrote it down again. Yeah. Freeman, I thought Freeman's, Robson's a bit older, isn't he? So maybe that bit more experience. If I can just get either a goal or a clean sheet, then I'm happy with that. Well, Robson, got... Robson plays defence slash midfield. So oh. if I get a clean sheet, then you can't have it. He plays defence, but there's points. Yeah, I'm sure. Points, yeah. And 
I've gone for the resurgence of Ben Woodburn at Hearts, who's playing in that front three now. And finally, I went for Yotta of Celtic. I know you do Turnbull, and uh, Yotta's in that front three, so I'm going to back Yotta. Hey, brilliant. All to play for. All Absolutely. Game right on. I was right down there at one point, even though the, the, the profit that was Joel Holt... Yeah, but you were, you were also well clear early. Yeah, well, we won't mention that, will we? Well, apparently not. So, I I mean, this falls down to the debate, doesn't it? When when the season ended, of, of last season, of the what you would call the, what, the 2021 20, season, I was I was top. Now, then we decided to carry it, carry it over the summer. And, yeah, now, that, that was falling off. But who am I to say? Who am I to say? I still wouldn't, if we carried it over, would I? No, absolutely. It's all right. At the moment, we're, we're cruising along and I'm still in first. We are indeed. Well, slipstream. Yeah. There you go. You can stay there. Eat my dust. Ah, all the trash talk. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, well, I actually enjoyed Scotland. I don't know about you. Scottish football is is rough, is ready, but with glimpses of magic. And I am now a Hearts fan. Yes. Yeah. Hey, well, we'll see how they get on next week. Correct. Marcus, it's been a pleasure. The world is our oyster moving forward. We've still got the likes of Ukraine to go to, Serbia, Croatia. Do you know which country really surprised me of how high up it is in the coefficient table? Cyprus. Cypriot League is the 15th strongest in Europe. Hey, should we go there then? I mean, we've got, we've got all the time in the world to, to go to these places. Hey. Well, wherever we are, you can contact us at TestPod. Twitter and Instagram, or you can email us at testpod at gmail.com. Plug.